Listener discretion is advised, as the Ebenezer's podcast may contain suggestive and or triggering themes and overall adult content. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Ebenezer's podcast. I am Doreen, and my co-host with the most is Gabby. And uh, we have some special guests with us today, uh, the Sisters Who Kill podcast. I'm Well, thank you guys for joining us today. Um, so I, so before we, we get into it, we always do like a cocktail that we kind of drink every time. So this one I picked, it's called the Plain Killer. Um, it has orange juice, pineapple juice, coconut cream, and a rum. I did mine with tequila because that's what I had, but that is a variation of it. So I'm still within my window of a Plain Killer. Jabby, how's yours? I typically don't like rum. I, I just don't, but it's good. It's great. It tastes like a pina colada, and I feel like I'm on an island in the middle of Denver, so that's cool. <laughs> okay, cool. And what are you ladies drinking over there? And we were supposed to do the painkiller, but we ran out of time, so we are drinking cheap $3 wine from the gas station. <laughs> listen, I just had this conversation with my mom yesterday, and I was like, listen, I don't need a $50 bottle of wine. I can go and get <laughs> boxed wine. <laughs> we're about halfway through from I'm still just hanging nice. out before you press record, and I'm like, okay. This could be a good recording. This could be good. You had to pregame the recording. What is a crazy thing that you guys have done when you've been drunk, or what is something that you do when you know you're like you're drunk? How do you know when you hit that mo- that that point, like where it's like, okay, I need to stop? Okay. I'm a crier. I mean, like, all the other crazy stuff, like, pee outside, I'll do that. Like, if I got to pee, I got to go. That's, yeah. that's not out of the normal for me, but if I'm drunk, like, I'm either crying, and it's not even like sad cry. It's like I am so appreciative of you guys. <laughs> okay. I'm that person. Everybody <laughs> says everybody says I choke in because I'd be like, I want to go I'm like, I'm like choking. <laughs> the aggressive hugger. Okay. All right. <laughs> what about y'all? Um, I went through a phase where I like to climb trees. Um, and we no, did to that. do. I can't climb a tree during the daytime sober, so I don't know why I thought I could do it. Honestly, I haven't been super wasted in a long time, but my sweet spot is probably, I just want to like listen to music and sit there and like make art. I know that sounds boring as shit. Uh, No, that sounds like a good time. (laughs) Sorry, so that's my drunk thing. When I'm tore up though, and I'm like sick, you find me in the bathroom, on the floor, (laughs) sleeping. Yeah, me, me. Could be one head in the toilet, one head in the butt in the tub. <laughs> Bruh, we have all been there at some point. Dorian, what's yours? I no, I said I like to climb trees or like that kind of thing. I'm gonna do a split. Then it's it's over. Oh, that's right. So like the whole thing with team splits and team cartwheel. When we, me and Doreen are always together, we get fucked up. By the end of the night, she's doing splits. I'm doing cartwheels in the middle of the street, like. We revert back to a really childish state when we get drunk. I don't know what that's about, but it's fun. When Jabby and I first started talking about creating a podcast, we struggled to find a way to record in two different states without it sounding terrible. And that's where Squadcast comes in. Yes. Squadcast has been a lifesaver for noobs like ourselves. Squadcast makes it simple to record studio quality shows. It does the hard part of separating individual audio tracks without the fuss of chords that connect here and there and go there and all that nonsense. Facts. So find the plan that works best for you with flexible pricing that Squadcast has to offer and upgrade your podcasting life. 
Visit our link at ebenistas.com on the sponsor page and get a seven day free trial. Happy recordings. So you may or may not know, but I'm not a big true crime fan. I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it, but it's a little dark for me and I'm just kind of sensitive. But Jabby loves true crime. So, but when I listened to your episode, I was like, I really love this. I love the different segments that you guys have, like the if I did it, what would I have done or whatever. I was like, yes, yes, come on, I want to play. You know, like here's what I would have done. And I found myself just like really like just interacting with you guys. So I love the podcast, love what you guys are doing. It's pure gold, like keep it up, please. Like keep going because I, I really enjoyed it as good. So really quick, I just saw on your Instagram, the TikTok where you're like, who's gonna know? Who's gonna know? <laughs> <laughs> because how do you try to cover up a murder with paint? You didn't wash the walls <laughs> and you don't paint the wall fully over. How do you know that? Come on now. So, I mean, like, some of the stories are very dark because some of them, some of them are, are not as dark. Some of them, it's like, girl, you killed this girl, per, this person for why? And some of them, there are more sinister reasons. So we like yeah. to have that variety. But at the end of the day, we always say somebody is one bad day away from murder. So, and if you're going to do it, you need to cover it up well. Yes. Okay? Because I have not. <laughs> but, I tell my people, like, you need to hide a body, call me. <laughs> and I think to her point, like, she says she's not a true crime person. My mm -hmm. sister's not either. Like, she's like, I'm sensitive. I can't I can't do all the cases or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes I almost, I'm almost mad that we have to put ourselves in a box of true crime. Because mm -hmm. people who don't, who know that they don't like true crime, I don't think they would come to it. And I'm like, I still think that you would like it. Just yeah. the way that we have it broke down. I'm like, even if you're not into true crime, just still listen. People are like, okay, that actually was kind of a fun episode. I'm like, I, we're, yeah. we're bigger than true crime. Cause I was super happy to see you guys. I was like, oh, a black podcast on true crime. Like, Thank you. I think one of the challenges we faced in the beginning is how do we make it so that it's not breaking down the black community, but more building on it. And Mariah being a person who listens to the true crime podcast, she was like, you always get that whitewash version. You always get, well, why didn't they call the cops? And it was like, we're not gonna call the cops. Why like, call the cops? You know, it's just gonna escalate the situation even further. And she was like, we should talk about those perspectives. Yeah. And it, and I- Hey, that bottle's gone. gone. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. It was like splash to something. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I wasn't on camera. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. Sorry, go ahead. But I like that. Yeah, the perspective. Um, yeah, I think as soon as we got on Twitter, a couple of people were like, "Do y'all see what they're doing? Do y'all see what they're doing?" But like after watching a clip and like presenting it from a different case, and a lot of people went and listened to the show from TikTok and was like, "Okay, okay, I see what you're doing now, mm -hmm. and I like it." And I feel like the stories need to be told. You know, like black women are always seen as. They work hard, they uh, do everything. We can always rely on them. They're gonna be uh, fantastic in everything they do. They're gonna excel. And for me, like I've done theater my entire life. So I've occupied a lot of white spaces where me and my mom are like the only black people there, you know? So there are times where there's, they jab, they try us, especially when I was by myself getting my master's degree at a PW, I did undergrad at HBCU, but but doing getting my master's degree at a PWI, like they, see you as oh you can just take the shit and no one's gonna mm -hmm. and you're never gonna stand up for yourself and the times where you get mad and you speak up for yourself now you're angry and they don't understand how it happened and how, how could she soccer. how could she have this aggression how could she be so angry and it's just like i'm just 
talking to you the way you're talking to me. Yeah. But now it's threatening. And I think these, the story of a lot of the women that we tell, mm -hmm. they're looked at, especially by the justice system as, whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, uh, black woman. That is not how you speak. Whoa, woman of the Lord. That's not how you speak. And it's mm -hmm. like, no, I'm upset. And you did something to upset me. Hear me. Yeah. Sometimes I kill you. <laughs> Escalated. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, I, I, yeah. Okay. That's, that's my girl. Um, so, <laughs> so the first episode that I listened to was I, like, I mean, it started. I was driving to my friend's house, and I was like, "Okay, this is a good time." And you were like, "So today we're going to talk about Shantae Henderson." And I was like, "I know Shantae. Y'all know Shantae. I want to hear this." I was so. I was like, "Is this the same one?" Okay. Okay. Maybe. Okay. No, it's definitely. It's definitely not. But I'm hooked. All right. I'm in it though. And I listened to the story, and I see what you're saying. Like. You guys told her story like not just like okay she just she clapped somebody in the gas station like that's not what it was it was like no here's how she grew up here's what was going on with her here's how she ended up here here's what led to these decisions and here's how she ended up murdering someone but it by the time we got there i felt like i was just like girl i would have done it too like what's up yeah you know like he kept on you know some people wrong in some of our cases don't get me wrong sometimes wrong is just wrong it's just wrong it's just yeah. wrong you know we're not glorifying murder but no. i think that some people that, especially those crimes of passion, those uh, times of intense moment, people just don't take the time to really understand what was happening. And how, yeah. how that person got fed up. And I feel like the way we tell it, the people are like, well, I'm frustrated with you, sis. Life has yeah. been hard. Like once you get through their life, but we get, especially nowadays, like with Twitter, we get bits of information mm -hmm. and it's all about the headline. And it's just like, when murderers killed their mom and it's like, that's terrible, lock them up. And it's like, but how did Hold they on. get, well, it's your mom. Like it took yeah. something for you to want to kill your mom. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you don't just do that out of nowhere. You don't just do it out of nowhere. I mean, some people are crazy, but like, especially having been around. And I know some people say we're biased. Did not know these girls. Did not yeah. talk to them. Like, we went just to went to school yeah. and just seeing how they interacted with certain things. Things just didn't all the way add up. And it's not mm -hmm. like they were just these terrible children. They weren't. They weren't a problem at school. You know what yeah. I'm saying? They were so, like ROTC and stuff. Right looking for more discipline so like you don't you, you don't join rotc yeah like and then be bad you know no i wasn't in rotc i'm gonna tell you that much we hung out in rotc i'm not i, I couldn't do that <laughs> but it looks great um but i do like the idea that like you know after you have these these experiences growing up and going through life like it, it is harder i mean for people to even be blind to the fact that life isn't harder for black people one and then black women you know we know that you don't want to be seen as an angry black woman so you know what we're going to keep testing you and we're going to keep seeing if you'll pop and you know what i understand and i've, I've told this to doreen and like a couple people i'm like i get it now like i get why people snap and i get why people like you know really just get so frustrated that they don't know what to do and horrendous things can happen not saying and you're right you said was it someone's always one day away from committing a murder one bad day away from a murder one bad, okay exactly and it's like for you to say i think um mentally you know for anyone to say that they are not capable i'm like let somebody catch you on a crazy day and let on a crazy day where everything has just went wrong you, you know, know what i mean like does everybody hate me yeah <laughs> And the world will drive you crazy. So I think there's, you know, and there's a couple different ways to deal with it. Like for our show, like we really try to promote like uh, mental health and, you know, taking care mm -hmm. of yourself so that things like this don't escalate so that you have the proper response to the world. But right. I think a lot of people, again, like you said, when they're looking at these, these headlines or, you know, you're in your job and you've just had it and you're yelling at your boss and they're like, oh my God, like, 
she has a voice she's saying something like there's a reason for that and it's not fair that our white counterparts um for the most part i've seen it in office settings where they get to explain their feelings they get to be frustrated they get to you know huff and puff and get up from their desk and then walk out for the day and then they're accepted back but if you do it you you get reprimanded exactly and it's like but i get it i totally get it my question for you guys is what was your favorite episode and and then you said you had a favorite killer but there are two different ones i want to hear about that so i think that my favorite episode is what did I say? It's Angela Simpson. Angela Simpson. She's been recreated on TikTok a lot. She's the one that they, if you guys don't know her listeners, uh, she's the one where you see her on TikTok is like, so you murdered this man. Yes. You killed him. Yes. Oh, yeah. Tell us about her. Yeah. I, I, I walked the motherfucker up the stairs. I don't know why the media acts like the motherfucker can't walk. The motherfucker walked very well, kicked his ass and killed him. So I love that episode because sis is out there. <laughs> But she lived by a code, and her code was like no snitches, no snitches, no okay. pedophiles, no no cops. And she is the only person during our. Um, I didn't do it, but if I think that we have a segment, I don't do it. I didn't do it, but if I did, this is how I would get away with it. Mm-hmm. She cleaned up that crime scene so well. She just left one itty itty bitty she piece was of the closest. Evidence. She was the closest to getting away with a crazy crime, and even though she's not somebody that i personally admire i do admire her godness <laughs> her yeah. ego like sis is out here and and the crime to me seems pointless right to, to me the person that has never committed a crime for real for real <laughs> it thinks that it's pointless but to her like she meant it and i think my favorite murderess that in the murderess are the people that are who the episode is who the episode is about. My favorite murderess is probably Asada Shakur. We did her episode because she was accused by the government and found guilty by the government of murder. Mm-hmm. However, the evidence showed that her hands were raised at the time of the shooting. So it's such a history lesson in uh, the Black Liberation Army, the Black Panther Party, um, all of uh, COINTELPRO, how the government just constantly was bashing niggas like they wanted us to lose so much like why why does the government and it's not just it it happened today and a lot of people especially younger generation thinks that oh like the government hates us no they've been hated us and right now they're on our necks but they've been on our neck you know stay woke stay vigilant and know what you that awareness and i like that story about her because one this lady was a badass like she she was, I mean, you know, at the time, everybody knew who she was. Everybody wanted to be her. She started off, you know, in, in doing the um, Black Panther Party. And then eventually she moved to more serious things where they were like robbing banks and doing all sorts. They, they were like, we are about this life. Like we are going to enact change by any means necessary. If we need that money, we're going to take it. If we need this, we're going to take it. And I'm, and I, it was a cold, right? And then so she gets arrested during like the shoot off. Um, the state trooper gets murdered and they tried to charge her with that. I'm like, but there, there was so many other people there. Why is she the only one being charged? And then they said that they, you know, they, they did see that her hands were up and then she still got arrested, went to jail and escaped and ended up in Cuba. Like that's, 
that's some movie shit. Like that is some movie stuff, and I was I'm so proud of her. And I know like I tried the to give relationship... her a chance to do the right thing. <laughs> I tried to want to do the right thing, so I just have to make it happen my own way. Yeah, right. Right. I'm, gonna live, I'm gonna live over here. And then she she actually knew Tupac's mom, and they said if that was gonna be like a grandmother figure for him, she's the closest to like a grandmother for Tupac, which explains a lot of like why he was what he is because of his mother, because of who she was around. But anyway, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's a, a good point. But uh, Sundiata actually did get charged uh, and found guilty. And he's still in prison. Or and he was put in prison. Um, and Afani Shakur, who is Tupac's mother, she actually helped in some of Asada's cases because Asada was going from this trial to this trial to this trial to this trial where her lawyer was her aunt and was overwhelmed. Like, and doing this for, for, for She's free. like, can I get an extension? You got me on this bank trial case, but I got a murder case over here. It was like, no, you can't get an extension. And so, okay, but then, you got to get all this stuff together at the same time. She had charge after charge against. She had what, at least two different bank robberies, two, at two least four robberies. different murders, murders against her, some kidnappings against her. She had so many cases stacked against her that they all had to prepare for and gave her they, no time to mm-hmm. prepare for. Yeah, and a and lot they, of them were bullshit. Like, but the thing about Afani Shakur is Afani was captured by the government and imprisoned because she was part of the Panther 21. And talk about a badass. She represented herself in court and won while pregnant with Tupac. Like, and so you, a lot of people look at him as like a, oh yeah, he was really intellectual. Yeah, he was a poet, he did this, but like- Where do you think he got it from? You were raised on that, you know what I'm saying? And you were raised by somebody that had lived that shit, that went through the struggle, that continued to struggle up until her demise, like that's, that's the type of person that he was raised on, which makes, because he was raised by his mother and his mother was of course close to Asada. So, you know, it was great. And that's how you build a, that's how you build a heroes. intellectual ass nigga. That's right. how you do it. That's how you do it. All right, Taz, what you got? Oh, okay. My favorite episode is Laisha. But Laisha gets no love. Laisha is our lowest rating episode, and I don't know why. Because I think that one was really funny. That was my favorite episode, for sure. Yeah, that was a good one. That, Laisha was young, and there was this boy, Rocky, and he was dating this white girl, and then the white girl's parents sent her away. And so then he started dating Laisha. He got the white girl pregnant, and her mom made her get her abortion. And he starts dating Laisha. He gets Laisha pregnant. Laisha has the baby. Laisha has the baby. They start living together. They live together at, at Rocky's dad house. Because they're like Laisha parents. Laisha parents kicked her out. Okay. So the snow bunny moves back and <laughs> Yo, that and, is my favorite phase. I've gotten in so much trouble for calling women that. So okay, go ahead, please I'm continue. <laughs> the snow bunny comes back and she's hitting up Rocky again. And Rocky's like years old he just had a baby so of course he followed into the trap or whatever mm-hmm. so Laisha is getting upset she was like you're not about to mess with my man it's going down so she tells Rocky to come over she tells so Rocky she tells Rocky to invite her over and not like you know they're trying to do whatever they've been doing or whatever and then when she comes Laisha grabs her and starts beating her up now Laisha takes this way too far she's beating her with iron skillet she's what beating is her with a hammer a stereo like it's all types of stuff then they're like i don't know what we do they throw her they try to call a friend for help and that friend was like no (laughs) (laughs) they went and threw her body in the dumpster Uh, she was dead turns out she was still alive 
and somebody walked past the dumpster and heard her moaning and called, called the cops. And then they ended up asking the neighborhood, the friend who they called for help, he lived in that neighborhood. He was like, listen, it was just upstairs arguing with her. <laughs> he snitched real hard, real fast. I'm snitching. <laughs> Don't call me. Added Don't that Pharrell clip. That's when we added the clip on Pharrell. Pharrell was like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a hard ass nigga. I'm not going to jail. I'm a real ass nigga, but I'm not a hard ass nigga. <laughs> exactly. He was like, I'm telling. Don't bring me into no shit because I'm telling. I'm not going yeah. down for you. But that's how this friend was. They went up there. They told a story to the cops. They was like, she was here. She tried to attack me. She threatened my baby, and then she left. And we heard a thump, and then we didn't check on her. She jumped into the dumpster. She put us up there. Okay. <laughs> they they were like, we don't know. She, she kind of stumbled out of here or whatever. So they ended up getting arrested. Rocky turns on her. It's just so hard. But I thought it was a good episode. It was good because it was it's a short and sweet episode. It, it doesn't have a lot of like crazy twists and turns like a, an Asada Shakur episode or whatever. But it it also she was charged well, she was charged at sixteen and she got life without parole. And then her sentence got overturned to life. Well, she was trying to get it overturned to life because she was a minor at the time, you know? So there is that can a sixteen year old change their life and still have a successful life in the like a 16 like, too yes, young to determine the fate of their life their like, entire life like yes you need to serve time you are wrong yes you are very wrong you need to sit in time out for my opinion 10 to 15 because you are a minor but do you know how f- i am such a different person than when i was at the age of 16 you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah yeah so for you to have to spend the rest of your life like what do these girls even have to live for if that's if that's what we're doing yeah, yeah. and she was somebody that like right before that she thinks she just had a baby at 16 she got post she got kicked out of the house she thinks that this man is all that she has in at 16 but at 16 that i was sitting at 16 you couldn't tell me that i wasn't gonna marry him and that we weren't gonna be happy and together forever and i was for that man at 16 and guess and you're not gonna tell that you're not gonna play about him and i wasn't gonna play about him but like baby you're dealing with it probably had that baby all of three months when it's yeah, that's oh my God. So she's fresh off of this. There's a lot of hormones going into place. You are not yourself after you have just had a baby. Like, and I think a lot of that goes into play. In, in addition to being dumb. young and dumb. Yeah. Young people are dumb. Yeah. Young people in love are even dumber. So that's yeah. crazy. What a crazy story. So like so she's still right now, she's in there for life right now. Like has she had any appeals or tried any appeals or anything? Last we checked, she was trying to get an appeal. Yeah, last know. we checked, she was trying to get that appeal so that she could at least get um an option of parole. An option of parole. Because right now she's serving life without the possibility of parole. Damn. In what what was that, two thousand three? Let me let me not start lying to y'all. Listen. That About was that years. was episode three. But it, that's crazy though. So it it still happened. I mean Cassette stereos, no CD stereos were was a used to kill her. So early two two thousand. Oh God. <laughs> so early two thousands, you know, and uh, not even a cassette. I think it was. I think it had a CD ROM. Two thousand six. First of all, cassettes were like in the eighties. Wait, a cassette oh, or CD? That makes she was sentenced in two thousand six. So it happened. Like eighties, nineties, CDs were like two thousands. Yeah, I was about to say. How about all the CDs? I wasn't allowed to do that. Come on, Dory, give me a history lesson. <laughs> I just gotta show my age. I mean, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was alive for all of that. Like, I, I was <laughs> here. I was I like, CDs right here. This is what I used to burn with, right here. Listen, Yo, right I know here. that too. <laughs> I know that too. <laughs> 
getting ready for yet another video call with family and friends, you're definitely going to need some wine for that. What if you could have your wine delivered straight to your door every month? That's where Wink comes in. Sign up for a monthly subscription and get $20 off of your first order with our special code, Ebenistas. That's wink.mivh.net backslash Ebenistas, E-B-O-N-I-S-T-A-S. I think my favorite is the Centennial Bomber. Okay, so I know the name, but you have to remind me of the stories. Okay. The one in Atlanta. Yeah, okay, so they they did a docu-series on this, and I watched the documentary and everything. Okay, so they did the, first there was a centennial bombing, right? And so that's when the Olympics came to Atlanta, and it, everybody was at a centennial park, and, you know, after the Olympics at night, they're having concerts and all that stuff. People are still there. It's like an all-day thing, right? So there was this guy who wanted to be a cop. Um, never could really make it, make it right. So he would work security. So he's working security at the Olympics, right? Um, and he was very serious about what he did. He was kind of dorky or whatever. And he was just like very serious trying to go by the book. And like everybody who interacted with him knew he was trying to be a cop would be like, y'all, y'all ready to accept me? No, can I volunteer? Like very eager to do that. That's what he wanted to do. So at the Centennial bombing, they say if you see a bag unattended, report it for suspicious activity. But the cops were like, it's just a bag, like chill out. And he was like, the protocol says if there's a bag unattended, I need to get my supervisor and the supervisor needs to come check it out. Supervisor was like, he was like, if you don't come check it out, I'm gonna go to your boss or whatever. So the supervisor's like, fine, I'll come check out the bag. Checks out the bag, there's a bomb in there. So they're like, okay, everybody needs to disperse and move out. And we, he was like, what we can't do is tell people there's a bomb here because there are so many people here that it's gonna like chaos. start a stampede and it's gonna be chaos and they won't have control of the crowd. So what they did was like create a police line and just push people further and further out and create a perimeter. And the bomb ended up exploding. Only one person died, a black woman, of course. And, <laughs> um, but for them, that was a win. It was like, this was here at the Centennial Park. At least we were able to only have one person killed. So first, this guy is seen as a hero. They're like, you saved thousands of people from this bombing at Centennial Park. And as they look into it more, they're like, look into this guy. Uh, there's a um, there's a, a survivor complex or like a, a savior complex, you know, that some people present. And I think there was this guy in California who had just done something like he he planted a bomb and then told on himself. Mm -hmm. so that he could be seen as a hero they're like he wants to become a cop he wants to be a hero so i think he did it right so they put the blame on him they leak it to the media the media is harassing him he's like i didn't do it i didn't do it next thing you know there's a bomb at a gay club mm -hmm. in atlanta like in sandy springs and the way that it happened was like they planted they planted a bomb in the parking lot like if this place was here, they planted a bomb here and they call it an L-shaped bomb. Okay. And so what it does, what it did was a bomb went off here, police arrived because they say, oh, okay, there was just a bomb and police are now over here checking out the bomb. Now another bomb explodes, killing the police that are on scene. So they was like, we think this bomb is targeted for the cops because they know it would take us 20 minutes to get here and observe the scene. Now that we're all here observing the scene, the second bomb goes off. Mm -hmm. So then a bomb happens at an abortion clinic and they said it was the same l-shaped formation and they said okay we think this is the same bomber now they still have pinned 
this centennial ball. He's not in jail or anything, but people but are harassing him. You know, very highly suspicious. They put it into the yeah. public that it's him, and so the public is treating it like him. He can't work. His mama can't leave the house because he lives with his mama. Like it's just harassment every day, every night, and police are not willing to help him. Like they don't really care. It's not their problem, and they think that these other bombings are totally unrelated. Then um, the third bombing or, you know, third bombing, according to them. They, they know that the strip club and the abortion clinic are connected because of the L shape. They think it has nothing to do with Centennial. There's another bombing, same layout, this, well, no, it wasn't the same amount. And, and another one in Alabama, it was an abortion clinic, but this time it was on a detonator. So with the abortion clinic, they have an officer walk the nurses to the door to open up a thing, because, you know, people would be crazy at abortion clinics and stuff. Yeah. And so they had an officer escorting her and once the officer was turning around, he detonated the bomb, but they could tell that that one was remote. Mm. And it felt like he was there watching it, make sure it happened. Because none of the police died from the other bombs. Like when mm -hmm. they showed up to the second bombing, it was like, we think this is the same guy. There's going to be another bomb. Wait for it. They were able to save everybody's lives or whatever. Mm -hmm. So the one in Alabama, after he detonates it, he just walks away. And police are securing the scene, and he's just yeah. kind of like keeping his head down, walks away. There's some college student and he looks and he sees a guy, he said, you hear an explosion, everybody runs towards it. This guy's running, walking away from it. He's calm, but he's walking away from it. He's like, I think that's him. I think this is the bomber. So he chases him. He's like, I'm following. He got in his truck. He's taken off a wig and changed clothes. Like this got to be the guy, right? The cops are like, do not follow him. He's dangerous. You know, and he's like, no, you can't lose him or whatever. So, <laughs> I got this. Wait, hold on. Was the kid that saw him white by chance? Now in the docu series, they played him as a black character, but I refuse to believe. Refuse. Chasing this man down. Like, he was like going into a restaurant. He was like, that's him. Somebody let me use the phone. I have to call the cops. And he's like, you know, heard the docu-series. He was studying for an exam. And his friend was like, we have to study. The test is in a few hours. We got to save him. I was like, no. No, no, no. That was the white move. Hold on. You're better. So he's telling the cops. He's, he's like, okay, I saw him get into this truck, but I'm on foot. I chased him on foot. So I can't, I, I lost him, but this was his license plate number. So they put a bolo out on a license plate number, right? And it gets picked up, North Carolina. Damn. And it's this super remote city or town in North Carolina. It's it's some Native American name, like Nakahawa or something like that. But real, they said the people who live in this city are probably, the people who live in the city don't want to be found. Yeah. They live off the grid. Off the grid for a reason. They right. live off the grid, and whether it's because they don't trust the government or because they're hiding from the government, this is where they live. But even people who don't trust the government, those are the people, you know, don't tread on me. We've got our guns and our weapons. Mm -hmm. Like, sheriff know who we are and he know what we about. Don't come out here bothering us with nothing, right? Mm -hmm. North Carolina is very much like West Virginia. You know, they have the people that are, like, off the grid. The police know I'm here, but don't nobody else know I'm here. And exactly. Don't, come, don't come bother driveway. me. You know? So, yeah. at this point, the FBI is like, He's had three bombings that we know of, and they've all been targeted towards cops. So it's, you know, it's a serious thing for them. Um, Cause the officer was the only one who died at the last abortion. The nurse made it safely. I mean, her legs are fucked up, but she made it, she survived. So now they're like, okay, we've caught this man. The sheriff is like, do you want me to detain him? They said, no, he's a dangerous man. He was like, 
this not counting. <laughs> you think I can't handle these people out there? They're like, listen, let the FBI handle this. Don't let him go anywhere. And it was like, fine, we'll let you handle it. Mm -hmm. So FBI comes in like stormtroopers through this whole town. People are up. Set. They're like, what the hell is the government doing invading our space? They're doing traffic stops. They're like, we're looking in every car to see if you got them. They're like, you don't have the right to look in my car. One lady, she was like, my child has to pee. I'm running this traffic stop. And he tried to pull her over. It was like, that's Big John's wife. Like, y'all don't mess with <laughs> Big John's wife. <laughs> <laughs> like, y'all y'all not gonna mess with Big John and the sheriff's like, I'm telling you, you can't handle these people this way. He's like, We're trying to catch people and it could be in their trunk. You don't handle these because people the this way. Because the government thinks that there's a one fix all for how to deal with people. Yeah. It is. We live in America, which is supposed to be a melting pot. I prefer it being more I prefer the term that it's more of a salad. Everybody's different <laughs> and we're all here living together, trying to coexist. And the FBI thinks that this is the way the Americans are supposed to be. This is the way that Americans are supposed to be. And it's like, no, I live in this section of my world that, yes, it is in America because it's supposed to be yeah. the land free. So I'm allowed to be, freely do whatever the fuck I want. Mm -hmm. But the FBI comes in, they're like, I'm going to just bum rush everything. No, now you've invaded my rights. Mm -hmm. yeah. That you put, that the government put in place. So the FBI, they're tracking this guy down. They go to his house or trailer, rather, right? He's like deep in the woods. They go to his trailer. And they're like setting up to get him. By the time they bust out the door, his back door is open and they hear a truck running off. They say he yeah. was just there. The oatmeal on the stove was still hot. Like he was just there, we missed him. So they're chasing him through the backwoods. He he grew up here, so he know these woods. And it's not streets that they're driving on. So they're chasing him through here. He gets out the truck, he's in the woods. They're like, send the dogs after them. The dogs come back. Like, what the fuck is wrong with the dogs? He has sprinkled chili powder over the ground so their nose is. Oh, puppies. So they're like, they're that's so smart. so smart. That's right? so smart. Chili powder is all over the ground. He has sprinkled chili powder behind him. The dogs are fucked. It was like, well, when are you going to get your dog together? It was like, it's going to take at least a day to clean it. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't get my dogs. <laughs> their nose is fucked. They, they got all that spiciness in their nose. They can't oh, smell it. So now they're off his trail. So they're like, they look in the truck. They find a receipt and this nigga has got like nuts and just stuff to survive in the woods. So they're like, okay, he's got enough stuff to last him max two weeks. We're gonna wait him out. So they think that they're waiting this guy out. And now they're still invading. All the time while they're waiting this out, they still have FBI doing traffic stops this whole time. So the city's fed up. This is going on for weeks, you know? Yeah. And they're like, at this time, it's fuck the cops. Cops are like, we need you to help us. It was like, what happened to you? And shit, I don't give a fuck. So then the guy who does the bombings he sends out a letter to the newspaper. He says, I'm one of God's angels. He said, I never meant to hurt anybody. But lesbianism is wrong. Gayness is wrong. Killing babies is wrong. In the last two were abortion clinics. He was like, I was just being God's warrior. I never meant to hurt anybody. And out of all these bombings, he's only killed one person. Uh oh, hey girl. What you doing over there? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I was like, 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 like she's not about to get sick on video. I've only killed one person. That was a total accident. I didn't mean it. I'm God's warrior. So they're in this deep redneck country. And they're like, oh, he did it for the Lord. Well, I can understand that. So now he's got like people willing to bring him stuff in the woods and willing to take him. He's like building up alliances. People run into them and they're like, I heard you was doing God work. So I'm not necessarily going to tell on you. This is what, and this is West Virginia? No, this is North, North Carolina. Carolina. North Carolina. They're like Alabama, don't it, don't it? So when I tell oh, you, it feels the same. In the middle of nowhere, 
the cops were like, when he first went into the woods, the cops were like, search the woods. And the sheriff was like, you know how big these woods are? Listen. He said, the woods are as big, the woods that he was in is as big as the size of New Hampshire. He was like, you're not finding him in these woods. There's yeah. no, there's no, like, there's, there's parts that we can't even cover. Like, it would take us months to cover these woods. And by then, he could have backtracked and went to another place. We're not right. finding so goes and he's making friends with people. There's people who live in these woods. Like they want mm-hmm. to be super off the grid. They go out, they hunt their deer, they fish, they fish, and that's what they eat. They make a monthly trip to Walmart. And that's yep. what they do. Makes friends with these people. They're going to Walmart, wasting the money. He was like, I need you to bring me back these things. It's like a toolbox, some batteries, all this stuff, whatever. Brings it back from Walmart. The police are kind of come in on him. He ends up planting bombs over the woods and everything that he used to make the bombs were the items that he sent the guy to the store to Walmart to get. So then it was like, we didn't even know niggas could make bombs from the stuff at Walmart. Like we didn't know Walmart was a bomb supply. Like you really don't know what you're doing. So he has all these bombs trapped up or whatever, buried in the woods. The police go to different places. They find out this guy has been planting this hideaway for months because they think he's on two weeks of food. They find bins. And they're on bear traps suspended in the air, bins of food. They said, he's got enough food to survive for three years out here. That man stayed hidden in the North Carolina woods for seven years. And he got found eating out of a dumpster in the back of some officer was doing patrol and he was eating out of a dumpster. But for seven years, he hid out. Hid oh out my of- God. I was like, that is genius. Him and Israel Keys would have been best friends. Listen. Genius. And then, when they caught him, it was like, okay, we're definitely putting you to death. Like, and that's when he admitted he was he admitted to the Centennial bombing, which made them realize that they were right all along. Well, that they were wrong all along. They then said that this man did it who wanted to be an officer, and it wasn't him. So he's mm. been living a miserable life this whole time, and it was never him. It was never this guy. He just fit something. Was able to. They was like, we need to hurt and close this case because it's the Olympics and people don't feel safe, and the Olympics brings in a lot of money. So wrap it up, put it on somebody, and let's keep it Is moving. that why the Atlanta moving. hasn't had the Olympics again? Because I feel like we deserve. Uh, yeah, that's exactly why. That's <laughs> an amazing story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they was like, he was like, he was like, his mom was like, you're going to die for what you did. He was like, no, I'm not. I have a plan. So he struck a plea deal, apparently. All these bombs that he created, he buried them in different places in the wood. And he was like, you're going to give me a deal, and I'll tell you where the bombs yeah. are. He was like, because the thing about the bombs are, the longer they sit there, the more, the less stable they are. So they're liable to go off at any point in time. He's like, I've buried one near a Boy Scout troop. I've buried one near a church. I've got about seven or eight bombs out there. Like, you want to cut me a deal or not? So he's yeah. like, they're not going to kill me. Yeah. Like, he, he literally thought it all the way. Oh, my quick. God. Because they're just like. Don't put my name in the media. I know I'm wild. He lo- he thought he was amazing. He was smart as hell. Smart. He was smart as hell. He was definitely anti-cop. So did he get the plea deal? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, the police was, they had to figure out where the bombs was at. Yeah. And his brother was crazy. They went, they went, the police went and they was asking his mom and his brother where they had. It was like, we don't trust the cops. Like, why would we do <laughs> His brother was like, just the cops so much, I'm gonna cut off my arm. And his mom was like, that was stupid, you proved nothing. He was like, but in the Bible, it said, if something, something, you cut off your arm, she was like, we're not living in Bible times. Like, <laughs> family is fucking crazy. It's like, crazy. Damn. But that, 
my favorite story. This is why, like you said, like serial people, like either serial killer, bombers, or things. I mean, like bombing. I mean, if you kill someone, obviously it's serial bomb killers. But anything that just like is repetitive like this, like yeah. they're growing each time. They're getting smarter each time. Yeah. Even if they didn't get taught, like even um, Unabomber was bombing universities. Mm -hmm. He was caught, but he was just like. Okay, I see this didn't go how I wanted to, or that one exploded in the wrong hand, so I need to make it a little more like they're learning each single time. It's great. Basically, like human form of like Black Panther suit, where he <laughs> absorbs all this bad shit, and he's like, "All right, I can make it better, and I'm gonna bring it back out to you." I can make it better. I mean, like it's. I mean, obviously, but in a better way. Black Panther saving people, but you get where I'm going. But that's crazy. That is an amazing story. I'm definitely going to look that one up. No, they have docu-series, documentaries, everything. It is so good. I, I think even the guy who played on Mindhunt, the guy who played Ed Kemp on hers, also played the guy who was falsely accused. Yeah, we need to do some research, but um, that was great. I did not know that whole story, so I definitely learned something new today. <laughs> All right, guys. So I think we good. I think we have enough murder in our systems today. <laughs> like, to last us the rest of the week. <laughs> basically, until I find my next story. Um, I really do need to go back through your catalog because I really enjoyed the episodes that I listened to. And I was like, no, I was like, I need to go back and just make it happen. You know what's weird is that you start doing a podcast and you realize you don't have enough time to listen to podcasts as much as you thought. That's what you would. I told you. Who don't? At least I don't. We started doing this podcast, and she was like, you need to be listening to all these podcasts so you can research. I said, I don't have time to listen to the podcast. I'm researching for this one. She was like, but how are we going to be a true crime podcast? You don't listen to true crime podcasts. I don't have time. I exactly. Unless you're going to listen to while you're sleeping. Like, I, I don't have time. I, I can't. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. I thank think you, this is, like, you. my favorite crossover that we've done. Um, I, had, I was nervous. I had, this was we hard. were really nervous because this is our first time doing a crossover. And being uh, on camera. And being on camera. We really don't, <laughs> we're really not on camera. And we know, that, so we, it took a lot of, like, talking ourselves yeah. up to this. <laughs> thank you guys for joining us. It's been dope. We've had a good time. Clearly, maybe one too many of these. But uh, <laughs> thank you guys. It's been great. It's the Sisters Who Kill podcast. Please tell us, where can we find your podcast? Yeah, sure. If you want to, you can find us on pretty much almost anywhere you stream your favorite platform, your stream your favorite podcast, Sisters Who Kill. You can find us on Instagram at Sisters Who Kill Podcast, uh, Twitter, Sisters Who Kill, and on TikTok at Sisters Who Kill Podcast. You can email me. You can email us at Sisters Who Kill Podcast at gmail.com. Love it. Love it. So, and also, as always, um, you can find the Ebenistas on your favorite podcast platforms Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audible, and many others. Um, just head to our Instagram, the underscore Ebenistas, and hit that link in the bio. For now, let's keep our drinks uh, fresh and filled and your friends close. Um, if they're acting a little creepy, let's back away a little bit. Meh. I don't know what they might be on, but. Stranger danger. Str stranger danger. You never know. But um, I'm gonna, my video went out, and so that tells me that we will chat soon, y'all. Bye. Bye. Oh, The Ebenezer's podcast was created, written, recorded, and produced by Jabby and Doreen. Theme music by Chris Black of Truck Music Productions.